Hello, hello, Beth Martins here, just getting set up, coming on live to you from Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's finally summer, yes! <laughs> and uh, yet we could still get snow and a freeze and it's kind of normal and uh, yeah, just waiting for a few people to jump on. I am about to be live on Rockfin, so I'm going to start that stream over there and grab you a link as well. If you're already watching and you feel like jumping in the comments just to let me know if you can hear me, that would always be good. Thanks for that love on uh, Facebook. I always forget to say I'm on Facebook somehow. I don't know. It doesn't love me and I don't love it that much. But hey, life is definitely humbling me in many ways. I'm still humbly grateful to be over there on Facebook and on YouTube here. So welcome to this stream. I'm a few minutes early, one minute early. I'm always uh, at least on time for my own things. <laughs> Not always on time for other people's things necessarily, but I'm right to the minute. That's perfect timing. That's uh, the archetype of the coming through loud and clear, Sammy. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Nice to see you. Hope you're doing well. Haven't uh, heard from our mutual friend for a long time, Stanislav. Is that how it does say his name right? Not sure if Steve, that's it, Steve. Yeah, I wonder. It's interesting. People kind of appear and disappear. Billy Dunno Bear is here. I thought of you earlier. I've been trying to reach Owen, but I think I'm not, you know, involved enough with his community for him to be interested. But um, I don't even know what the entry point is anymore. I, I joined his movement too late to have any personal contact with him. Uh, yes, that's, that's, that's him. I hope he doesn't mind us saying his name. <laughs> Hello, Lynn Michelle. Nice to see you. Welcome to the show today or the stream or whatever you call it. I, I actually always hesitate calling this a show because we have so many shows out there and I really do have the value of authenticity, just being ourself. That's, you know, that's the most entertaining thing. It's what we really want from each other. And uh, so I'm going to be sharing a bunch of stuff with you today. I just have been uh, enjoying saying the word monkey-demic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, would you want to take bets, you guys? I'm not, I'm not going to talk a long time about this. I don't care. I actually just watched one video that's, you know, they're already trying to make this about travel. They already ruined travel and uh, stand for thee. If you're not familiar with them, by the way, I just wanted to send you over there. Standforthee.com. Boy, was there an amazing interview the other night before we start getting into my stuff. And I'm just going to put this link in the chat. If you're in Canada and you're not familiar with them, you absolutely should be. I have interviewed Amanda Ridding. I've interviewed Jane Scarf. I've interviewed Shade Stone. I've interviewed Rebecca Shepard. And uh, the Choose Freedom Law Summit, by the way, we're going to be hosting Jane, Amanda, and Rebecca together for a very epic interview. Probably will go, you know, way more than two hours. We might have to cut it up into some uh, manageable bite-sized pieces. But, and Lynn, you haven't listened to the news for two years. That's amazing. So good. Congratulations. <laughs> That's great. But we have all our own news right? In the truth world, there's all kinds of news that we don't think is news. We think it's alternative media truth, but oh my gosh, it's mostly shows. It's mostly shows. And that's actually really good news because then you can relieve yourself of the burden. We're going to talk about burdens today of feeling like you need to keep up on every little bit of the, you know, 
shenanigan, the, the smoke and mirrors, the lies, the everything, the part truths. Like, aren't you tired of being around people who talk part truth? Shouldn't they talk their whole truth, right? And even if you're wrong, then, you know, be willing to say that you changed your mind. I love people like that. Alphonse Fagiolo is one of those that, you know, if you go back many months ago in his work, he was saying different stuff than he's saying today. And to me, that doesn't take him down in a notch, in my opinion. It takes him way up that he's willing to say that, oh, I've learned now right? That's what we're doing, learning. If you go back in my videos, you're going to see all kinds of unlearned versions of me. And, uh, you know, that's just how we roll. Growing is growing is what we're here to do. Hello, Alicia. Aloha. I hope you're in Hawaii having a nice time. That's great. <laughs> I love that word. I do aspire to get back to there sometime, someday, and uh, definitely show my kid the immense beauty of that, of that space. All right. So uh, there has been a lot of, oh, Karina is, is here. Excellent. Yeah. If you're in the chat, do say hi. It's way more fun for me that way. I really come here for you guys to talk to you. Otherwise, I just talk to myself, which I do a lot. <laughs> I, you know, and I'm funny when I talk to myself. Whoa. <laughs> and you wish. Got it. You just like, uh, you like the word aloha. Got it. And that's what you're discovering too. Anti-news is still news. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, we, we need to know what that fake news is at some level, some little shred of it, just so you're not completely blindsided when it comes, but to study it and spend all your time in it. And once you discover that somebody is taking you sideways, even partway sideways, why would you hang out with them? I, that that makes no sense to me. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to say they're, they want to be around you or, you know, they love you or they're interested in you. Then there's two sides of every being that's attracted, right? Both shadow, the unconscious and the conscious. And so even when somebody's acting out of shadow, chances are they're attracted to you for both reasons. This is something I picked up from Jacqueline Milne. I pick up a lot of stuff from her. Wanted to send a shout out to her. She's been working incredibly hard for us in the back end. Uh, she's running a really beautiful PMA. It's fantastic. It's the first really real thing I found in the alternative law world, aside from court procedure and process where my, uh, my buddies are all learning high speed and I'm, uh, I'm just organizing the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, so where shall we start? I actually have notes today. I don't usually make notes when I come on to stream, but there was so much I wanted to share. So yeah, you know, just, just first, first and last thing about the monkey-demic, could we be the first population that just doesn't go for it. If they lock us down, don't go in your house. Don't stay in your house. If they try to keep you out of here and keep you out of there, keep, you know, keep just telling people that it's none of your medical, anything is none of their business. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite lines, it doesn't, doesn't go very far. You try and practice medicine without a license. That got, that got me a Bible. I got into the, the, the store where I bought my Bible the other day, long time ago. I think you guys heard, anyway, a couple of three weeks or something like that. And, you know, we're just not going to go for it. We're not going to buy it. Don't do what they tell you. We already know mandates have no force and effect whatsoever. They are not law. Even acts are just an offer to contract, an implied 
contract, right? That's, that's actual legislation and law. It's an implied contract requires your consent, right? Don't talk about tickets like they're contracts. They're not contracts. They are bills. They're invoices. You're trying to get your money, right? So there's little tips and tricks. And uh, these things that I've learned have come a lot from the Stanford The Women, again, amazing, amazing, beautiful. There was a fantastic interview and I got a link um, ready for today so that I can share that with you. Could have sworn I just got that link. There it is. And uh, so Rebecca Shepard and Amanda Redding were on the Shadow Davis show the other day. I got a little shout out there. That was nice. Shout out, not shout out. Might be a little bit shout out. Might be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, please do check out this link. I know it's on Facebook. I believe he's on other platforms too, but I, that's just where I always catch him. So this is Amanda and Rebecca giving an incredibly clear description of why the charter is bunk. And I'm in the process right now of trying to uh, set that record straight as much as I can. I'll have to keep you posted on what that is just so I don't uh, shoot my mouth off. I am a professional loud mouth, I tell you. And uh, hello, Lakeshore Babichuk. Nice to see you. No monkey business stand here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how how uh, crazy obvious could it get when you call it the monkey pox and the monkey demic and the monkeys? It's all the monkeys. They think we're monkeys, right? They think we're monkeys, and they're and we're separating the monkeys from the <laughs> I don't know the good ones. I don't know. We're showing ourselves. And I don't know about you guys, but I hit a new wave of when I go out into my community and I see uh, masks on babies and even on grown people. Oh boy, it hit me in the heart today. I even usually don't tell the children what to do, but I did. I went up to a, a little girl and I just said, you know, what did I say? That, you know, why are you wearing the mask? And, and she's like, oh, we don't, or why are they making you wear the mask? I think I said, and then she said, oh, well, they don't make us wear the mask. I do this because I already had the, the boogeyman virus. And um, I said, well, maybe one reason you got sick is because you were wearing that. And I said that God tells you to breathe. Did you read the Bible? He's, she's like, oh yes, we read the Bible because it's a, it's a Catholic school across the street. And I'm just like, God tells you to breathe, please breathe, let the babies breathe. <laughs> just like, oh my God, I thought I was really past it, but I'm not. And yes, hello, Jay, nice to see you. Monkey see, monkey do. And Rex George is here. Excellent. Glad to see you live. That's lovely. And let's see what else do I have here. Yeah, so definitely check out this interview. Uh, incredible clarity. Maybe I'm just ready to hear it more so because I've been hearing it over and over and I've had these guys on my shows. Definitely check out my interviews with both Amanda and Rebecca. There was one with Amanda and Alphonse, super good. Uh, I would have them on practically every day if uh, they, but I know they're busy. They got a lot on their hands, doing a lot of work for a lot of people. Every single time somebody sends me uh, their sad, sad story and I'm not, I'm not putting their sad, sad story down, but um they will help them like individually. And that's crazy. I, I kind of feel like I need to coach them a little bit on nurture boundaries because, you know, that's, it is a road to burnout. So I'm not criticizing. It's actually just miraculous that they will go in and hold people's hands. And uh, as they reported in that interview, they said that every single person that they've helped who followed their instructions has won in court right? This is huge. 
how how many people you know you you got a lot of bravado oh we're doing this amazing thing in supreme court and then you know i heard there's um, i don't even want to say anybody's names but there's you know old characters popping up and new with new stories and and they just never produced anything nothing ever actually came of it it's a sign we've got enough time behind us now in this whole thing to see that that is the case and uh, hello, Haley, and thank you so much. I appreciate that. Dr. Otto was here. And Steve says, hi, that's lovely. Good. Yeah, we used to have Canadian court procedure groups on uh, Wednesday nights, but they really got off track and off topic. And uh, the chat itself, it's amazing. If you're in Canada and you are brave enough to learn court procedure and start getting your, you know, there's, there's no way around learning. There's absolutely no way around learning. It's it, unfortunately, unless you want to go and get a lawyer, but you need to know how to manage that lawyer and you don't want the lawyer to represent you. You just want to consult with them. But if you don't know their world, then, you know, and this is, this is my complaint about, about the courts. Like, yes, they're there for us. And if you learn to navigate, then you can get results, especially if you understand that the Canadian Bill of Rights is uh, supersedes that, you know, they both, both the charter and the, and the Bill of Rights have the supremacy of God in the preamble, right? You can't get past the supremacy of God, but they try because people don't understand. And uh, hello, Cindy Borrell. Nice to see you. Anonymity. Interesting. I'm going to talk about anonymity today, by the way. I'm going to put that on my list of things because this is a bee in my bonnet, a big bee in my bonnet. Now it's kind of fair game because should I just talk about it right here <laughs> or right now? It's kind of fair game. We're out in public. We're on a platform where we don't know who's watching. You know, anybody anywhere can click this link and watch on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, on Rockfin is always nice. And so people hide their identities um, with a blank. You know, it's a blank. I'm going to just pick on you anonymity. It's not because I don't love you. I just don't know you. And um, but so I'm going to pick on you. <laughs> so I can't tell who you are. I can't tell if you're a man or woman. I know you like unicorns. So that gives me a little bit of a clue and you're and you're kissing. So I don't know if that would be like an inappropriate guy doing that or a woman that it's it's, it's definitely easier to get a kiss from a woman, which is weird because I don't have any of those inclinations at all. And I see I see uh, what a psyop that is. So anonymity is something that um, as I get closer and closer to being able to invite people into my private membership association, and I am getting closer, making steps every single day, as hard as uh, it has been, actually quite hard, but uh, rewarding, then I've made a very clear boundary that there will be absolutely no anonymous members. You won't be able to sit in the back with your screen name and, uh, you know, some funny picture or whatever on your on your zoom screen and um and and just think that nobody knows you're there and uh or you don't want to talk to anyone or you don't want anyone to know who you are so here's the thing about anonymity we've had such incredible invasions on our god-given privacy our right to that that it's made everybody like, oh, I'm not going to tell you my name, my full name, especially not my family name, right? God forbid you you shared your Christian name and your family name, right? And then they've psyoped the crap out of that to make it like we shouldn't have any association with it. And I, there's probably some truth in there as well. But first of all, 
you think you're hiding from the big guys, you know, Google, Facebook, the controllers, whatever. You think you're hiding from them. You're not. You're absolutely not. Right. I actually would love if everybody just simply used their name. Because then why? So I can know you. So I can know who you are. So when I run into you across platforms, then I know who I'm talking to. Right. There's people I, I talk to on social media and then I see in real life and I still don't even know they're the same person. I'll be shocked like years later. And so that's what does that do is that it creates a divide. It creates a divide. If you can't, first of all, know somebody's name, then how what basis for a relationship do you have? It's going to stay surface. You're going to stay separate. You're always going to be arm's length. Even if you think you're hiding from controllers and trying to develop relationships with other truthers, personally, just my opinion, I don't think it works. Names are a beautiful thing. Our parents gave that to us. And maybe there's some beautiful meaning inside that, that they held intention for. Right? And so... What is the point of hiding from each other? The controllers know who you are. They have algorithms. They have ways to compare. They've got your IP address. Unless you are an incredibly stealthy tech person, they know who you are. They know your name, but your friends don't. Right? So I can't control it. And I don't mean to be too hard on anybody out there. And I get stuck too when I go, I go to say somebody's real name if I know them and I have a relationship with them and they got a screen name and I can't say that. And like, there's so many interruptions in what would otherwise be natural flow in our relationships, which are the most valuable thing ever. So to me, it's not worth it, right? We're, we're literally just hiding from each other. And as a result, I gave myself permission that my PMA will be open um, to anybody that uses their Christian and family name. I don't, I'm not putting any other restrictions. There will be inner circles where if you won't show your face, then you can't be in it, right? What's that? What is that? I mean, sometimes the odd time there's somebody that, you know, it, they don't like how they look or there's something that has injured them in terms of appearing or all of that kind of stuff. But this is a good time to get past that. We, we need the intimacy. That's what privacy really is. It's intimacy. So I'm not going to go and blare. Well, I kind of am. I'm a, I'm a loud mouth. But, you know, I don't need to go and talk to people I don't know and, and don't care about and who don't care about me and aren't interested in the subjects, say, that I talk about or I host guests for or all this kind of thing. And then Chris, yeah, so that's a really good point. I appreciate the the discussion around that, that you, you're not hiding, you're protesting, right? And, and, and what are you protesting? So yeah, I understand, I understand, right? Like it's, you know, you can't have, you can't have me, but they got you anyway. They got you. They, you're, you're here on, a, on this mainstream platform. If they can read your IP, then they know you but I don't know you. So, you know, but that's okay. And, and it's, it can be fun. Screen names can be fun as well. Like good times, right? <laughs> you know, and uh, you lucked in today. You're catching me live. Hello, Allison. Nice to see you. And your rights do not come from paper. 100%, 100%. So this is a beautiful thing in the public and, and the private. So in the public, 
Contracts are literally uh, created by paper. That's why they need to go through great extent when it comes to legislation to put all that stuff down. Uh, I wonder if there's any paper in the legislation anymore, but it's like it's a lot of electronic. We only ever see that. Uh, whereas in the private, the paper doesn't create the relationship. It just is a record of the relationship. It's just a record. It's just a reflection. It's like a receipt is how I've heard it called. And so that's very good. And it and it, it's very clear that my rights don't come from my documents that are going to lay out every little layer and bit of my PMA. None of my freedoms come from that. You know, I've decided to name things like the International Covenant of Civil and Political Rights and the Canadian Bill of Rights and even some criminal code. But I'm not saying that those documents hold my rights or even um, I'm, this, I'm still on the fence about this, but they don't hold, they don't hold my rights. They don't give me rights, but they recognize our rights under the supremacy of God. You know, so then you can say if, if, if documents are your bridge between the public and the private, then, you know, if the public, if I ever get an attack through the public and get, they try to take me down and out or whatever I can say, but look, all of your documents say this exact thing that I'm saying. And, and what's the first document that uh, to me has uh, the more credibility than anyone? It's this one. This is the one, right? There's so much evidence for uh, our need to go into the public and, uh, par pardon me, into the private and that we should do so. It's totally sanctioned by God. It's there. It's, it's there for us. And that might be my rant about that privacy subject, but I'm, but I'm curious, you know, like it's a, it's a thing. And let's see if, uh, if you responded. Hello, Nevad17. Caught a few of your videos. So I enjoyed those. You should go sub to Nevad17. Nevad, Nevad. And uh, only the pros are testing you. Interesting. What does that mean? Hello, Mojo Shop. Nice to see you. Much love to you as well. Yeah, there's no pivot in this. Uh, uh, no private in this SM realm. Yeah, exactly. We just think there is indomitable. <laughs> now I'm going to make y'all feel bad. Don't, don't feel bad. Just take it, you know, just take it for some food for thought. That's all. <clears throat> What's our goal? What are we trying to do here? Protest. Ah, oh, interesting. Protest. I like that. I never, I never saw that before. Very nice. And you're not a fan on going on camera, but um, no, no problem doing so in the private. Amazing. Right. So that's so good. I get it. I do get it. I understand. If I wasn't in this role, maybe I would be a little bit more like that. But if you want to serve in the world and maybe break out of, and I'm not saying anybody should do this, I think we're all headed for it. But, you know, if you want to break out of, say, a situation where you're working for others and working towards their dreams or their purposes or their vision or whatever, and you want to, you want to, come to a place where you're, oh, I have so much to offer. Turns out God filled me with potential. I have gone to great lengths to learn, develop skills, you know, really understand and, and learn within my interests. And you think there's value there. There's value there. We haven't, we haven't all discovered that we're all babies. Most, most are babies at that. 
But, you know, if you ever want to put yourself out there and really serve with your thing, then again, showing yourself is the most beautiful thing possible. I've been between the worlds right now, not exactly running my business like I would normally do. There's always some kind of next, next, next for me. What am I putting out? But because now I'm creating my PMA and I want to do things in the private, then there's this gap. But because I'm willing to show myself to get out, to say who I am, you know, to be as authentic as I know how to be, then people are finding me anyway. And it's, uh, you know, helping me to bridge this gap. And that's, that's a very beautiful thing. Hello, Cheryl Williams. Nice to see you. Much uh, food for thought, artist seer. Yep, exactly. Always went by your name, Linda Robaza. Nice to see you. <laughs> Not trying to make you better than everybody, but it's it's just comforting to me. Oh, I just met Linda and now I know who she is. If you come on my telegram, I'm going to see your name there. And I, oh, I met her on YouTube and we start to make a little trail of breadcrumbs called a relationship. When you look back, all those breadcrumbs, all those conversations, right? Billingtano and I have spoke on the phone. It's been in my, I shouldn't, I don't want to blow your privacy again. Like I know privacy really is sacred. But I've got to know Billington. I've got to have a basis for, for um, you know, sensing his vibe. And that's that's pretty much how I roll in terms of, you know, is this a good person? We're all a mix until we're not a mix. We're all a mix. And, and um, you know, so that's, I love to hear somebody's voice. In fact, I was going to make the application for my PMA be a uh, an audio that you guys would send me an audio. But what I decided instead is that I'm going to save that for, some of the inner circles and make it a little easier to get in the front door of my PMA and to make, um, you know, here, here I'll make an announcement. <laughs> I'm not very good at keeping secrets. So, so for the, the, the uh, general membership of the PMA, what I'm going to do is a behind the scenes podcast and it's going to be fellowship based and there's going to be lots of the Bible in there and guest speakers. And I believe Jacqueline Milne will be a regular guest, if not a co-host. I'm kind of hoping for that because she's her and I have the most incredible discussions in private. They're always massive breakthroughs. I could write her whole book for her for, you know, all of the amazing downloads that she's um, sent my way and, um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. It's going to be uh, for for members only, the place that you can meet each other and and um, gather information. Jacqueline also had an interesting suggestion to have members come and give uh, short presentations on a subject that they feel passionate about and feel like people need to learn about. And then the membership, whoever is attending, can ask them questions and see like, you know, not to attack them, but does your uh, theory hold water? Does, is your knowledge applicable? Okay, you know, it can, can it be applied? Can, can it be applied by the average person kind of thing? That's always a really good question. Rose triple seven asked me to ask. There you go. Oh, thanks, Sammy. I just got a message from you. That's, a, that's lovely. And uh, yep, private's where it's at. Absolutely where it's at. Uh, Chris, father of Colin, Chris, the gardener, Chris of North Carolina. Nice. <laughs> there you go. I think the the whole PSYOP side of law made us afraid of our names too, right? Because, oh, that's how they get us. That's how they got us. Um, 
you know, I was going through some of my documents and I had some things that were in all caps names just because we're used to seeing that when it comes to formal documents, the all caps names, but I took it out. Why? Because, you know, anybody in the law world is going to see my agreement if they do, because you have to apply to see it. <clears throat> and they're going to go like, Beth, you're a corporation and you're going into the private, la, 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 la. But I, you know, I just got to this point where I see none of that has power over us. Ignorance has power over us. That's why we're being overpowered, right? We need to self-govern. And to me, this is the whole entire point of my PMA. This is, this is the thing. And I'm going to share some special little details about it that came to me last night. And are you, am I saying I, I want your number? Well, I don't know you. How could I want your number if I don't know you, right? We have absolutely zero basis for relationship. I'm glad you're here. Maybe you subscribed. Thank you. I appreciate that. Maybe you sent me a, a, a donation anonymously and I, and I would thank you for that too. And, you know, but that's kind of as far as we can go without some kind of actual real contact or basis for relationship. But I mean, thanks for being here. <laughs> And uh, thank you, Allison. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. That's a match made in in heaven. Absolutely. There's something just so we were we were ready to meet each other. Damn straight. Rights come from uh, rights come from within the paper. Shows the dead, so the dead can read them. <laughs> yeah. I I often am like given to Caesar. What is Caesar's given to God? What is God? And I'm just like, what does Caesar really have? What does Caesar really have? Anything? It's paper. Here, take all the paper. Come and get all the paper. They stole the paper out of my car and it's gone now. They, they at least could have given it to Caesar, for God's sake. Pass that along. Darn it. And let's see. I'm going to go to my notes and see what else we got here. Some good stuff. I, I almost never uh, prepare with notes, but there were so many things. I loved it that I wanted to share with you. Okay, so one of the things that I, uh, and, and the title of this video, I, I often forget to talk about, Getting Lost in the Wilderness. And it kind of feels like personally, I'm in the wilderness, but it does feel like we're all in the wilderness. What do you guys think, right? The, the system is crumbling, dying an ugly death. Things are falling apart, not working anymore. We don't have a new world yet. So we're kind of in the wilderness. And what happens in the wilderness? You get lost. Cannot see the forest for the trees, right? Just navigating every little like, oh, that branch is in my face and oh, bugs. And <laughs> um, yeah, and I just actually, it could be a really buggy year here in Manitoba. So I bought us a couple of those, like, they're like hazmat suits for books, uh, for bugs. <laughs> We're doing a lot of camping this year. So I want to make sure that we can actually go outside because it's very tempting when the once, you know, if we get massive amounts of flies and, and mosquitoes, which can happen with all this rain, then, um, I don't want to be stuck inside just because I have an aversion to all of that. And, uh, and you definitely feel we are, what was my question? Damn it. <laughs> Gotta be more careful of that. Alrighty. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, on this awesome mission called life. Indeed. Indeed. So when you're lost in the wilderness, here's the advice that the, um, first of all, you know, naturalist or somebody who lives close to the wild, like Jacqueline, um, she, she says, and this is definitely reflected in the Bible. So to, to look and see if you can identify something on the, on the horizon that's far enough away that is where you're going. So what does that mean? What does that metaphor mean for us right now? It is 
to have a clear vision, to actually be able to see in your heart and in your mind what are things going to look like on the other side. And it's pretty easy, you know, because I have, I generally have clear direction. So even if I don't totally have this vision out in front of me, I know in general where I'm going. I'm guided by values I'm going to talk about. I'm guided by basic sense of right and wrong. I'm guided by divine breadcrumbs. But it can be difficult to hold an actual vision, an actual vision for a variety of reasons. It's because we're holding a whole bunch of other unconscious visions. And they take up the bandwidth. And they result in you troubleshooting shit all the time. So you're only ever dealing with the branch and the bug and the oat puddle and the, oh, don't trip over this. And you're never really focusing on that far away point. And you don't know how far away that point is. What I've noticed is that that point that seems far away is often closer than you think. And it can be the other way around too, right? It's, a, it's, it's really a walk in faith. And if you can deprogram enough of the crap here, the unconscious things you're holding in mind, what you don't want, then you can see a shift. You're, you'll be able to imagine and fantasize and daydream about and get lost in this world that you know it can be even though you have no evidence for it. We were born into captivity this is no little thing. We don't know anything else. Five decades into my life, and I start even just like, oh, is there something else? I always, I mean, I'm going to actually rephrase that. I knew there was something else, but I didn't know what. I knew what we had was wrong. That's all I knew, right? The rebel in me is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> all knows. And now, now I see, okay, yeah, no is fine. No is fine. It's a, it's a, it's a step. On the journey, in fact, it's that rebel archetype, the second step of the hero's journey as I write about it in my book. But to you can't really uh, rest there, nor, nor is nature favoring that. That's stuckness. There's, there's a keep going theme in all of my work. Keep going. And to get to that place where, yeah, you can hold what you want in mind. Because when you can truly hold what you want in mind, all of a sudden it closes the distance between you and that. And so I got lost in the forest for the trees, creating my PMA. I got lost. I got frightened that it was going to consume my life. Had to deal with a whole bunch of fears. Here I am starting over again. Again. <laughs> at the beginning, again. I've been at a lot of beginnings in my life. I'm a prof professional beginner for that reason. I went into so many arenas in my life where I was an absolute beginner and I'm just still doing it. That's how I got involved with my family's business. My dad trained me on the job while he's paying me and gave me clients. I'm like, ah, it was really frightening, but I learned super fast, really fast. And, you know, anything I've ever, I've ever done in my life, I've been just like, you know, recently with the law thing, I knew nothing about it. Now I knew just a little bit. Now I know a little bit, a tiny bit, enough, enough to say more than F you when somebody tries to blow my rights, although I still want to say that. And, um, and the wilderness is where natural law is most evident. Exactly, exactly. So this 
while, while you can feel really lost in the wilderness, what you're saying, Chris, is, is very, very important because in the wilderness is where you can observe actual nature. What a great point. I love this. I'm totally going to integrate this now, right? This is, if you want to find the pros and cons of the wilderness, like, yeah, it's confusion and overwhelm and troubleshooting and all kinds of stuff. And you can't hold your vision. But this is, if you, if you turn into the observer and stop just going up and down with every thing and sideways, then that's where you can observe the actual laws of nature. And this is one of my uh, very deep desires to see what would nature be like if it wasn't so manipulated, if we didn't have chemtrails and we didn't have, uh, you know, the world full of poison and all kinds of manipulations going on. What would it look like? I really want to know. I'm excited. And I think we are going to know because, you know, there's things in the public. It probably won't be able to support that level of manipulation anymore. I think we're going to know. Hello from uh, base. I don't know where base is. In Fandusimum? <laughs> in in Fandusum? No, can't get it. Tell me how you guys try to tell me how to say your name there. We were speaking about screen names already. And uh, respected perspective. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Yep. Lost in the wilderness. Oh, there we go. There you go. Got it. Right. We're still on that subject. Excellent. Thank you, Alison. I appreciate it. And so, yes, by being able to hold that, it's, 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 um, what do you call it? It's a discipline to hold what you want in mind. Basel, Switzerland. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Good to meet you. Very good. And, uh, and then, so yeah, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing when you get past that hump, cause you're going to have to get your fears out of the way. And when it's the vision starts coming in, like, what am I doing this for? I was thinking, I don't need to do this. My world runs great, especially now post pandemic. Everything has gone so beautiful. I've never been more satisfied with my work. I've never felt more connected to the people I'm working with. I've never had so much fun as I do on these podcasts. And, you know, so why am I, it ain't broke, don't fix it. But now I know I can't unknow what's happened to us, being born into captivity and the slavery and this illusion that the public is all we have for the basic functions of life. Well, guess what? We have every right to serve our basic needs. No one can get in the way of that. I don't care what level of law you, you try to throw at me. And this is where we can take care of ourselves and take care of each other in the private. We don't need to ask permission. Can I do this? Can I do that? All of that becomes utterly moot, right? Mute, moot. <laughs> and, uh, should be your neighbor. That would be a treat. I know. Greetings from Ottawa. Maybe you're talking about uh, Jetsermen and uh, the land of the sister of Isis. Who is the sister of Isis? Who is the sister of Isis? I don't know. I'm not really great at my Egyptian mythology. I know who Isis is though. And let me see what else I have. So yeah, don't fall for the monkey-demic. Oh, here's a, here's another one. Uh, this, is, this is a parallel of the same teaching in the Bible that I was reminded of. Jacqueline left me a message this morning. And um, when Jesus was walking on water and was it one of the disciples? I actually have to, and if anybody knows here where, where to find this in the Bible, if you're, if you've got a, like a handy or you want to search it, but, and then one of his disciples came to, to walk on the water 
And then they got thrown off and started getting scared and gave into their fears and whoosh, down they go, right? And uh, Jesus is saying something to the effect, like, just keep your eyes on me. And boy, did I have a good cry about that this morning. It's the same thing about lost in the wilderness and holding your, your point on the horizon, holding your vision as you're going through some kind of coming apart and coming together, right? We can walk on water, but we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Does anyone know where that come from? comes from? Uh, Switzerland means the sisters of Isis. Oh, sisters, there's more than one. <laughs> okay, good to know. Swiss, sort of Isis. There you go. Well, I learned something. Not falling for any demic. Excellent. Excellent. Yep, that's it. Did not know that. Me neither. There you go. That's really fun. Yep, so we're. I think we're all meant to walk on water. But you can't do it with your fear. And you can't do it just by suppressing your fear and pretending you don't have fear. People always say, oh, I'm not afraid. And it's really none of my business to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, is like, yeah, you are. It's just a lot of unconscious fears that we've learned to hold in the unconscious where all of those things we don't want happen in our imagination. And we keep it at bay because we think that that's going to protect us from the scary things that we might think of otherwise. But it's exactly the opposite. That is what has that pull on you. Right. If you've got things blown up in your world and, you know, it's not it's not your beautiful life. It's a sign that there's stuff. Snake Jones, I think of you so often. I'm so glad to see you. I totally want to talk to you and reconnect. It's been a while. You walked on uh, deceased. You walk on deceased tyrants. OK, good. We're still on theme. Excellent. Excellent. I hope you're not mad at me that I didn't leave Canada, but I can't. I can't do it. Doesn't work. Matthew, there you go, Allison. 14, 28 and 29. She thinks. So that's good. Good for you. And you looked it up online. Oh, that's awesome. Very good. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's time to walk on water. Some people say that, oh, that means that um, that's a, like a, a parallel uh, about commerce and we're in water, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. Is that useful? It all makes sense. We're on the ship and the dock and the merchant law and all that kind of thing. But what do you have at the end of the day? It's kind of sand through your hands. It's it's like fun and interesting and playing with words and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't want to put anybody down, but I don't see anything real coming from it. Hello, Gordy Two Shoes. Nice to see you. And uh, do it while you're afraid. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Well, it's very interesting you say this, Karine, because um, you can. This is a way to do it. How did I get past all my fears before I had any tools and techniques is this way. I would go shaking in my boots, sweating, you know, chattering, my teeth chattering and like being all discombobulated inside. But there's another way. You can let those fears go. <laughs> you can let them go first. And then when you go through the action, you're much more comfortable. You're much more stable. You're much more authentic. You're not trying to protect yourself or look good or, you know, stay in control and all that, all that kind of junk can be gone. And you just meet when the junk is gone, when the programming is gone, then you're right in front of who you're in front of. It's not, there's not this like buffer of, of fear. Then you become superconductor. Uh, Benjamin Balderson talked about this beautifully last year in, in the masculine feminine of one of the, the primal power course that I do. And yeah, so feel the fear and do it anyway, if you have no other means and you don't mind suffering, but there's not a lot of people like that, right? We got the King heroes, got a whole bunch of them, by the way, 
to on Monday is going to be my 200th podcast. Not all of them are King Hero, inter King Hero interviews. Some of them are the personal rants and reflections, but 200, holy crap, 202 years. So I'm pretty excited. And to celebrate, I didn't know this is how I was going to celebrate, but it looks like this is how it's going to happen unless I come on again without... Uh, telling you guys, but uh, Brett Fountain is going to be on from Rule of Law Radio. Comes highly recommended. I had the most beautiful chat with him the other day. We just jumped on a call and were able to exchange very quickly. A relationship began to form, right, between the speaking, the authenticity, finding common values, and within, you know, we, could, we were trying to rip ourselves off the phone after 30 minutes, and uh, so he's coming on to talk about court process and the Bible and what inspires him to do this amazing story, actually. Amazing story. And it's a very uh, common story, very easy to see yourself in it. I love it. So that came, that came highly recommended through, I want to say thanks to somebody, I don't know his name, Trust Number One. If you are, are listening, then I'll just shout out to you for making that introduction. Totally appreciate it. I took my chances and I texted him out of the blue and he responded right away. So good. And hello, Carrie from Australia. Impossible to be mad at anyone <clears throat> doing the best they can uh, to deal with all this tyranny. Thank you. Thank you, Snick. I appreciate that. That does my heart good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. What, what are we going to do about our best with what we have? And uh, whatever comes your way, you won't be shaken. Amazing. That's quite a decision. That's very powerful. Yeah, I love it. And when you make bold statements like that and God hears you, don't be surprised if all your fears want to come up after. Right? You, you put yourself out there in that strong, decisive way. Your fears have to come up because it won't match this, right? Whatever's not a match, it has to come up so it can be seen, so it can be let go. What you don't see, you can't deal with. You're not, it, you're not technically in charge of it, although I'll say that the other way around, you are technically in charge of it, but you won't feel to be in charge of it and you won't act like you're in charge of it. So don't be mystified if when you make bold I'm not going to call it a claim. I believe you. But when you proclaim, that's kind of a claim, before God and before us that this is a thing, don't be scared about the fear. Um, we have a, like a wonderful restaurant. I think we might go tonight. And um, and uh, the fellow who owns it doesn't speak very much English. And we have a lot of fun with that. Not making fun of him. It's just so cute. It's the cutest thing ever. And then uh, when the pandemic hit, he didn't fall for it. It was amazing. I was so proud of him. And, uh, and then he goes, uh, yeah, there's a lot of scary people out there. <laughs> this is like, yeah, there's a lot of scary people. He meant to say scared, but now, so now I always say, don't be scary, right? Don't be scary. And don't also suppress the fears that makes you the most afraid, but you just won't know it. You're just going to see it. You're going to see all the evidence of it. Anyway, I probably got my point across there. False emotion peering real. Yep, exactly. It's actually your freedom in disguise, that stuff. It's your freedom. So don't push it away. You need that stuff. It's got all your life energy and your inspiration and your happiness and your joy and your fun. It's got it in there, right? It's right there, but it is, you know, it, 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 it's like, uh, you think you saw the snake, but it's really a rope. Now, you just need to look in, get close, be intimate with it. Hello to all the weavers. 
What does that mean? <laughs> so out of it. I don't know. What do the waivers mean? You have to let me know. Uh, they call you Scary Carrie. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Proclaim. Exactly. Now that's getting ahead of it. Yep. And uh, oh, thank you. I actually have two. It's funny. They don't, uh, they don't, they aren't both shining. There they are. Yeah, I would never like never normally wear big earrings like this, but I was with a, a a very special friend in Arizona and I put them on and she's like, those ones, go for those ones. So yeah, your boots on the ground reaching out to the police. Ottawa police are acting like thugs, kind of scary to deal with. I believe it, Jetserman. I believe it. And you know, if anybody's interested in a secret weapon, please feel free to put your hand up, send me an email, Beth at Bethmartins.com. Um you know, there's, there are people that are going to be uh, attacked and there will be people who are going to be victorious. By the way, if you don't know already, Rebecca Shepard went on to Parliament Hill very deliberately so she could get arrested or a ticket because she knows how to fight them and she wants to fight them because she's trying to make tracks with the Canadian Bill of Rights. So she shows up on Parliament Hill with her fuck Trudeau sign. Now, normally I would think that's not actually that cool because it might be a little inciting or a little, you know, like you don't need to make enemies or something like that. But she was very specific. Why? This is about free speech, right? If you don't like the speech that somebody's making, don't listen to it. Go somewhere else. Don't go and manage them, right? You, you would spend your whole entire life, every second of every day, going to manage everybody. Stay in your lane. Do your thing, right? If she likes a sign that says fuck Trudeau, then that is her right. So she ended up getting arrested anyway. And uh, they sort of, she says they fake arrested her, took her off somewhere, dropped her off, couldn't charge her with anything, of course, because there was no crime whatsoever. And then um, she sent a $35,000 note, notice of liability to the cop that did it. Well, guess what? The next day, you can go on Parliament Hill with a fuck Trudeau sign. She actually changed their behavior. They don't want to get stuck. And she knows that she can take it all the way. The notice of liability is just the first step, right? If you're not willing to go to court, those notices, they, they know don't unfortunately have force and effect all by themselves. But they are a good way to say, hey, I tried to settle with my brother, my brother on the way to court. And that's exactly what they did. They're like, oh, okay ah, this lady means business. We're just going to soften. And, uh, and you know, so, so now because of her, anyone can go to Parliament Hill with a fuck Trudeau sign. How great is that? <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's a story about uh, Rebecca Shepard. I just love those ladies. They're, they're amazing. And um, I'm so civilized with my rants. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, this is as rude as I can get for some reason. I can be rude. I can be much, you just have to make me mad. But I'm always happy when I'm here. And uh, yeah, the garden, I got to get going in my garden. Would you believe like we're just barely um, a week and a half and since the snow melted or something? Or am I in a time warp? Just barely, just barely. In fact, we were promised another snowstorm. Hasn't come, could still happen. But I am uh, definitely itching to get into my garden here, maybe do some streams from here. But I'm going to have to replace this really crap phone. That's so old, unbelievably old now. Anyone? Uh, it's any I'm not but I'm not getting a plan I'm not going to contract with them and uh, no worries about the misspelling of my name but thank you for correcting I appreciate that yeah no problem at all that's awesome the elites are afraid of country people too you're a weaver for that you guess okay so 
All right. Something about the weaver. I should know. And uh, yeah, I'm very afraid of country people. A big part of the plan in Canada is like, get this. Oh, this is fun. I didn't plan on, on sharing this. And uh, so in, within the PMA, the subject of land always comes up, of course, right? Because people are like, well, we want to be together. And where do we be together? Many people have been looking for ways to buy land. I have good friends like Snake, who just, you know, bravely at the right timing went and got the homestead and it's getting established and all that kind of thing. And um, you probably were uh, very well timed for that. We would, I, I think we would be badly timed to buy land just because it's, it's in a bubble and it's going to fall big time. So you're going to lose so much of the value, so-called value there. But uh, so we just started this, the point being, we started looking up uh, crown land uh, that is that is not owned land, not private land. And, you know, we think of crown land as owned by the queen, but it's not really the case. It's really just open. And so I want you guys to guess how much of Canadian land is privately owned percent wise. I want to see if anybody gets it. I was shocked based on what we're more or less led to believe. Hello, Marlene Brown. Nice to see you while I'm waiting for answers. Unseasonably cold on the 37th parallel. Got it. Got it. Yeah, we're in a, a El Nina year. I think that's part of the explanation. This will be a colder, a colder summer. And uh, thank you, Carrie. That uh, not bad, Carrie. Good guess. It's 11. Not, uh, you see, see, this is how I would have guessed, uh, like you, Allison. I would have guessed that. But uh, Mamia Reynolds, you guys are so smart. It's 11, only 11% of Canadian and land is privately owned. And all you have to do is a road trip. Uh, all you have to do is a road trip to see there's nothing for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, right? That, you know, you can watch your dog run away for two days on the prairies here. You can see there's nothing and no one, no one's anywhere, right? So we have land. This is not scarce. Maybe we're going to end up nomads and gypsies on the land. Maybe we're going to travel around. Might have to do that for climate purposes. There's not, not a whole lot of forgiving options. BC is, a, is the place to go. So we'll see what God holds in store. And then you're in the process of selling your house, filling tunnel, to get a 10-acre property. Very good. Oh, yeah, excellent time to sell. Exactly. Not, not the best time to buy, but excellent time to sell. You got it. Yep. You want to eat all the landscape. <laughs> yes, that's great. I love that. You published the geodata of the spots. Interesting. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. That's intriguing. I want to know more about that. And uh, I, Eric, I know I would have, I would have definitely said I, something much higher than 11, but there you have it. And that's a good thing. Canada's big and empty. I know. I know. Like Australia, same thing. Yeah. I actually just learned that yesterday that what are they? We're 36 million in Canada and they're 26 million. So just like tiny little pockets of people. And, uh, but you know, when, when the truckers convoy came through, we saw millions of us stand up. So we are not the minority we were led to believe. It's so fun. That's why I don't think they got any traction for any new pandemic in, in the future. Small homestead, Chris. Excellent. That's wonderful. And uh, <laughs> so off. I know, I know. I, I, that was a fun game. I like that. The illusion of scarcity is how they get us. That's it. You guys all know it. Jam you in the, in the cities, line you up for food. <laughs> you know, like whatever you need, it's hard to get. 
And it really does, it could make you feel like we're overpopulated, but chances are actually we're, we're severely underpopulated. How much of our populations have actually died off? And we're facing an extinction event. We really are. And I always felt like it doesn't need to happen. Wouldn't it be nice if, wouldn't it be nice if, I love humanity. You know, there are lots of things I haven't loved about it. And they're, they're very beaten down. Many people may not come back from it. They, they just might, they might be so gone. They're gone. This, oh, the whole soul is gone. But I still love humanity. Why? Because we're made in God's image. And I love God. So let's talk about something more. Yeah, totally part of the misinformation. Exactly. Am I allowed to bang on about GMO since you said the population? Uh, yes, go ahead and bang on about GMO. I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk about something else for a little bit, but I will come back to that. Yep, no problem with that. Exactly. Part of the reset agenda. You got it, Mama. Mamia. Mamia Reynolds. That's nice. Whoever you are, I don't know what we talk about. So... All right, what do we have here? Uh, okay, so here's something that I found because people are always, now especially in the private world, trust becomes an issue, right? Who can you trust? Plandemic made me realize, oh, can't trust most anybody with anything. What did it do? Brought me straight to God, right? Because this, this is the thing in my life that you can trust. And the child archetype, if you haven't heard me talk about it before, and let me see if I have my book, I do. So I write about the child archetype. It's the first one. It's when you're at the beginning again. You get to the beginning a lot, like I have in my life as well. And uh, so trust is a very big issue for that child. And they'll they'll like, okay, well, I'll come and, and, uh, and um, fulfill my mission, go on my hero's journey, do the crazy things God is telling me to if I can trust this and trust that and trust this and trust that, all things in the world, all, you know, people, uh, there's often this dichotomy between, well, I don't trust them. I trust myself. This is also wrong. And I found it in the Bible, which is amazing. Now, when you really deeply look into trust, it comes from fear. Now, now we could be in semantics here. Maybe we just don't have a word for this, or we're using the word. In, in, but it's it's almost always trust and not trust, two polar opposites with no meaning whatsoever, none whatsoever. Now, trust is a real thing in in the context of God, but <clears throat> not among people. This is something. Anyway, this is I've worked it out. I feel much happier about this. And and uh, then the verse in the Bible. Darn, I didn't write the source, so I'm not going to be able to tell you where it is, but you might be able to find it. So yes, we had a sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's amazing. That's so well said. And I'm a, I'm a Scorpio that doesn't mind talking about death like some people don't like it. But um, this is this is the big thing that keeps us stuck. So I'm going to just share this because it's so fun. If anybody has a location for it or wants to find it, feel free to do that. I might have missed a comma or two, but I just wanted to put that up. Like it was so, it's so killer. And then you're off the hook, right? And you never have to like, can I trust that person? You'll just literally, it's the question is, do I have a relationship with that person? Are we related? Have I seen them? Have I heard their voice? Have I, have I seen what they value? Have I looked at what they've maybe written or put out? 
if I follow them over time, is there some thread of consistency in, in having a loving nature, having a generous nature, having a moral nature, having an authentic nature and expression? That builds relationships. That builds what we call to be trust. But you know what? Relationships fail. People change. All the time it happens. And so, you know, what, what, are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to, every time somebody betrays you, are you going to run and hide under the covers and like, nobody can be trusted. I'm never going to trust anybody again. And like, that's what people do. And then they, what are they actually in reality doing? They're retreating from their hero's journey. They're saying, no, God, nope, too risky, too risky. And yes, it's risky. Everybody dies of their hero's journey sooner or later, either refusing to go on it or going on it both ways. You know, maybe there's some uh, different kind of lifespan we could have or even immortality. Actually, this is amazing. Something Jackie brought up with me the other day that, you know, we have these, we have these two sides, the immortal side with, that is aligned with God. And we have this death side, but it's not really the death. Death is not death, right? When the, when the cantaloupe dies and it goes into the earth and it decays, and then that seed gets some of that juice, and it pops up. That's not death. That's life. That's all life. So, you know, what we call death is something different. But back to trust. It's so relaxing when you know, really, the job is not to learn to trust people or not trust people or look at them sideways or be suspicious, which I am, <laughs> right? The Bible also says, be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. This, this to me is something that I believe we, uh, we, oops, darn, I hit the wrong button. What happened now? <laughs> okay. I think I'm still here with you. Yep. There. Good. I'm back. I am back. And I just wanted to take the banner down. There we go. So I can see your comments. And uh, yeah, death is only the beginning. Nice. I love that. And uh, unsupervised trust, yeah. <laughs> unsupervised trust builds confidence and uh, responsibility. Those are key ingredients, Carrie, 100%. These are the things worth, worth focusing on, right? Absolutely, I love that. We were reborn, a symbolic death is life. Love it, that's amazing. Yeah, and rebirth is, is really, to me, always the goal. Rebirth, redemption, resurrection, right? Not that we go spiraling off and get all this like crazy high energy. All the high energy is simply going to build low energy. It does that, right? God built it in. We're not here just to spiral up into infinity, although you would have heard me say that some other day. The high energy allows you to what? To be humbled, to come down to your knees, Right. And this was a revelation I had the other night I wanted to share today that, uh, right. I'm taking a move in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a risk. All of this could fail. It all could fail in, in, in a variety of different ways. It just could. Everything you do, entrepreneurs know it that, you know, and farmers know it. You put seed in the ground and you don't know which ones are going to come up. I, I got lettuces and, and actually more than half of them didn't come up. Darn it. I've never had that experience. I must have had a lot of beginner's luck with lettuce last year. But uh, darn, I'm on lettuce now. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, we're back to trust. What was I talking about? Shit. <laughs> 
I forget. Death is the beginning and reborn, rebirth. That's it. That's it. So yeah, all, all of this taking on a new level of, of um, what God's telling me to do. You think maybe it would make me feel great. You know, just feel fantastic. Feel like I'm so great. Woo. You know, like confidence and, uh, and actually what it's making me feel is what I was talking about. Humbled, humbled to the core and humbled some more. Oh, humbled again. And then God throws in a couple of disappointments. I was, I would literally had signed a contract to build a tiny home here in Manitoba. And then two days after the, the builders backed out of the contract, after we had signed and signatures and, and uh, exchange and handshake and I can't help myself. I'm going to make a little bit of fun with them right now. They're like, we're going to be the warrior for Beth Martins. And um, my word is my bond and uh, all of this kind of thing. And then like zzz, gone, <laughs> just gone, uh, you know, and not to slander. Everything was done more or less properly, but maybe, I don't know. They got scared. I got too many friends that know the law. I don't know. What, what was that? I don't know. Walk in faith and God will guide you. Exactly. That's the big thing. That is the big thing. Hello, Annie D. Nice to see you in your tree. <laughs> and you're clapping. And uh, thank you, Mamiya. Yep. Let's hold in mind for each other that we can be victorious in the things that we're doing because it's willed by God. That's one, that's one thing, you, you know, that's one reason to have faith. God wills all of this stuff, wills you to create, wills you to go on your hero's journey, wills you to risk the, the um, you know, helping people with the ways that only you can help them. That's all worth the risk. Absolutely. 100%. Thank you. And a big hug to you, Shaktiveda, as well. Nice to see you. Are you guys over on my Telegram, by the way? Let me make sure that you have a link for that. This is where I spend most of my social media time is on Telegram. Because it's, uh, at least I can speak my mind there and have no fear whatsoever of um, retribution. And uh, Rockfin, hello, Sherry. I didn't see you over there. I can't put your comments up, Don, darn. And uh, clear direction. You heard it, heard it first here, Beth Martin's no voter ID. Oh, and I just, uh, I'm now officially off of both of the voting lists, Manitoba and and Canada. So that's really good. It's so easy, by the way, you guys, so easy. All you do is just search your hometown or I haven't done the, the civic yet, but um, you just, you know, search your province, your state, your country, opt out of uh, the voters list. And it's just one simple form. Uh, one of them I could email when I had to fax. I got a confirmation letter. It's like awesome, right? That I've been meaning to do that for so long. It's It's a little big thing just to say, hey, I do not consent to party politics. Party politics are bullshit. I actually don't mind a government. I don't mind a government. I'm one of those, um, you know, freak and anarchists that doesn't mind the government. If they did, if they acted in the true nature that was intended, say, in the Canadian Bill of Rights in 1960, you know, the government is there to serve the people, to do what we say, what we need, to further and, uh, you know, further the efforts to support life. This is the thing. And uh, man, I'm having a hard time finding my telegram link. I used to be an excellent multi multitasker, but I think I used it up. <laughs> it's all gone now. And I don't want to complain about my 
computer, but it's acting like it's possessed by the devil again. Darn it, I already had it in the shop for this. So annoying. So annoying. There it is, finally. Oh, man, I'm mad at these guys. because they And they say, oh, well, record everything weird that happens on my computer. Well, something weird just happened, but it's not happening anymore. How am I supposed to record that? <laughs> I can't record that. Should I keep a screen record on like 24 hours a day? Anyway, that's just a little complaining. Okay, so here are here is my King Hero chat. This is, oh, see, it's being possessed again. Did it work? I want a new computer. That's it. Okay, so here's the King Hero chat. And I believe that gets you everything that the channel happens. I can give you that link too on the channel. Not totally sure how that works. And here it is. All right, sorry for that delay. And then I'm going to go back to my real notes. Oof, that makes me mad. I lost a lot of time on that last uh, breakdown of this computer, brand new. So you saw a driver's license today that said the Beth. Huh. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. What does that mean, the Beth? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, hello, Clayton Jacobs. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. Just saying Hi. Bummer on the tiny house. Yeah. But have to think somehow if it wasn't ordained by God. I don't know. I'm looking for a breadcrumb now. Does it mean I need to hit the pavement, find another builder? Or is has God something, has God got something in store for me that I don't know that I shouldn't push anything else through? Because I can push things through, I tell you. I can do that, but you don't always sometimes you regret that. And uh, it's fine for not voting here. It's pointless. Yes. Somebody said, oh, it's so sad you're giving up your right to choose. I, I posted my letter on on uh, Instagram. It's so sad, the right to choose. Like they believe the right to choose is embedded in the voting. It is not embedded there at all. It has nothing to do with it. It's such a sham, crazy sham. You know, voting could work. We could We could actually have true consensus voting. I don't know about consensus, but we could have true, um, you know, where everybody votes, we have the means now. Did you hear they want to um, let children vote? Of course they do, because they're, they're more easily brainwashing the children. And then you have a bunch of children voting on, which you already kind of have, so maybe that'll be no different. Who knows? And uh, yeah, I'm curious, Andrew, about that means the driver's license. Government is a tool. That's it. It's like a hammer. The hammer is not evil, but you get it in the hand of a psychopath and then it's going to seem evil. Bingo, Jetsterman. 100% agree with that. And let's see, uh, Andrew, it was the owner's name, hmm, but it stood out to you. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks for clarifying. Uh, you never had a right to choose. Yeah, we, ha we, we have that right, but it, the, certainly the voting never never uh, gives you that. And hello, Joseph. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Pronouns like them and they, the Beth. Ah, something. So, oh, Glenn Jay's here. Excellent. Thank you, Shakti Veda. I appreciate that. No women in politics or children voting age at 21. Yeah, interesting. Even the Bible says women shouldn't speak in the church and stuff like that. I know there's a lot of them as be mad at that. And even me, I still have enough of that. I'm like, huh? What does that mean? But, you know, I, I can reason my way through it because men and women are really meant to work together. I teach about this in my Primal Power course, the Masculine Feminine. Very enlightening to get a handle on those two energies that are not two. They're really one. 
and a cl clickable link. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I obviously shared unclickable links. Switzerland's supposed to have a direct democracy. Everyone is so proud. Yep. And oh, this reminds me. So I'm going to do a, a video series on my favorite things about PMAs. And the first one, spoiler alert, my favorite thing about a PMA is that it's not a democracy. Yay, I love things that are not democracies. That's why I've been in business by myself. And um, I don't, you know, democracy, first of all, the way we do it is this like 51% bullshit. What is that? That means that 49% of the population is disappointed in the leadership? Like, come on, that's just, that's just Absurd. Absolutely. But we are brainwashed with democracy. It's a kind of religion for us. And, uh, and so, but I'm kind of a tyrant, you know, like I don't mind being the decision maker. I don't mind extra work so I can have more control. Right. I, that I, that's for me, I like being in control. I like doing things that are, you know, some people might call me a control freak, but it's really, truly, I don't want control. I have that. God gave me that. You can't even let it go. You can just pretend to let it go. And so where was I going with that, uh, being in control. And then, so yeah, that's, that's the reason that I like to be the head of my, my world. But honestly, if I disappear tomorrow, my whole world disappears. All my work is gone and there's, you know, it would be hard pressed for anybody to pick up and, and uh, keep running with it. Whereas the PMA, if I get taken out, the PMA lives, right? Because it's going to be a living, breathing, organic membership assembly and it won't hinge on me the same way. I'm still going to be offering stuff in there, but other people are going to be offering stuff in there too. There's going to be guest blogging. There's going to be guest speaking, guest teaching, guest workshops, right? That first tier, it's going to include a fellowship service, and it's going to also include other people's workshops that I endorse. But is it going to be a free-for-all where anybody can just come in and slap up a this and that and, and uh, do it? No way. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm the king of that castle, and no apologies for it whatsoever. Right. So that's a common misunderstanding. We think like, oh, we're going to get into the private. It's going to be all cushy. Everybody's going to have a say. It's not like that. So anyway, I'm going to save it for the, the video series. But that's my first one. Um, golf, gentlemen, ladies only, forbidden. <laughs> yeah. PMA. Um, corpse oration. Yeah. I'm not sure what your symbol means there, Billington. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's distinctly unincorporated, distinctly unincorporated for very good reason. And it's still entirely recognized. I'm sure you guys know about that. Uh, so yeah, women and children are too emotional for politics. It's true. It's absolutely true. There might be a time when I would have disagreed with that, but I agree fully that if you're making decisions from emotions, you're going to get stuff you don't want and don't expect and uh, won't be happy with. It's true. Like that, that stuff is to be let go. Then you can turn around and use emotion. Why? Why would you want to use emotion? Guess what? For relationships, for interaction, right? I'm using an emotion called happiness right now to interact with you guys. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. It's so good. But if you're driven by that, and then you'd be surprised, even like the best emotion that you love and you want to hold on to, 
likely has something not love underneath it. That's just how it works until you see greater than less than. Exactly. So PMA is greater than the corpseration. Yes, I get it now. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. It's the little things. Best tyrant on the web. Excellent, Glenn J. Thank you. I'm going to quote you on that one. <laughs> and love reigns in the castle of primal power. Oh, you're so poetic. Amazing. I love that. And uh, yeah, it's not the computer's it's the internet connection. They have access. It's totally dominated. However, they can't win as too many are now awake and, and aware. Yep, it's true. Can't win. That's the name of a program, by the way. Very common one. Very common one. And it has two sides to it. It's like one says, I can't win. And the other says, you can't win. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy, crazy. It's a circus in there, I tell you. All right, let's see if I have anything that I didn't share yet. Okay, so this was a major breakthrough the other night and absolutely nothing new, nothing new. It's almost embarrassing to have had such a big breakthrough about this, but I saw it and it got me and there was something like absolutely new that, um, and uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's my claim to fame. I grow in public. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Right. Hide, hide and grow. That's not nearly as much fun. And so you know, because I had the disappointment with the house and there was other few other disappointed, disappointing things. And I think we all have faced a lot of disappointment in our lives. You know, rejection, things not turning out the way you want them to. You think somebody has your back. You think somebody's your good friend, that they love you, that there's, uh, you know, a bona fide relationship there. And then they treat you like shit or they're indifferent to you or don't even listen to you when you talk or can't hear you or don't return your messages and don't show up for meetings or blah, 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 all these kind of disappointments, right? And I had a few hits in a row and it was get, it got me down. It really did. And I'm, I feel lost again about the house. Like, what do I, if, what do I do, as I mentioned before? And so I'm reading in uh, 2 Corinthians 7.10 in this uh, beautiful, easy to read Bible. And it says, for godly sorrow produces repentance to salvation, not to be regretted. Right? I'll say that again. Godly sorrow produces repentance to salvation, produces rebirth, resurrection. Right? That's what repentance is. So what salvation is. Godly sorrow. Right? Not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. I took this little bit of scripture and I ran with it. <laughs> and I have license to run with it now. I gave that license to myself. And so what I, what I got from this is that to mourn and have sorrow and carry the burden of the world and all of its disappointments and rejections and betrayals and abandonments and all that kind of stuff. Where do you get with that? Right? All of that is to be let go. All of it. Right? It's not a match with who you actually are. And it's a way to pull in. It produces death. It's explicitly saying the sorrow of the world produces death. Now, people think that might mean, oh, well, you just go indifferent. 
don't care about stuff. That's not what it means. That's another form of fear, by the way. Not caring, it's fear. Underneath in the programming, it's fear programming. And, but if you let yourself fall apart, not that it's, and it's tricky. This is very tricky. That's why I teach about this in great detail. It's highly nuanced. There's no real policies around it. But if you're always lost in the sorrow of the world, whether it's conscious or unconscious, it produces death. And I got this in a way I never got it before. And my energy just shot up. And I just let go of this burden. And I let go of that burden. And I let go of that burden. And I let go of that burden. And, and this incredible lightness and sense of freedom and, and intimacy with God came over me. Amazing, right? Amazing. And so this often happens to me when I have a breakthrough of some kind. Uh, fireworks go off and there's this like singing like la. But in 24 hours, what happened? Everything in me that didn't match my new realization came up with a vengeance. And then I was realizing how much suffering there was. A lot of suffering, a lot of suffering. I'm, I'm just getting to the other side of it now. But, uh, you know, that's how it rolls. I was saying that to somebody earlier. So if you have a breakthrough, you have a realization, you have an awakening of some kind, never be mystified that it's going to get hard. It, it, could, it could get hard before it gets easy. <laughs> anyway, I love that, right? Don't, don't be burdened by the world, but do be burdened by spirit that will bring you to repentance, that will make you reborn, that will humble you right? And give you that, the greatness that is that humility. Hello, Hotline Realm. Nice to see you. Totally just started doing this. It's hard to do, but it must be done. Amazing. So good. That's so great. Anyway, I, wow, I've talked a long time, longer than I usually stay on my own podcast, but it's been great to see you guys. And I think I covered most everything. Maybe I'm going to save talking, uh, giving more details about the PMA for another stream. And I won't call it uh, anything monkey-demic. And uh, yes, subject matter can be serious. However, can you do an arm flex, please? <laughs> no, I can't. I don't have biceps yet. I haven't, I haven't um, pulled any water or uh, carried any water yet this, this uh, season. And I might not need to. So yeah, the only thing to fear is feel it severe itself and monkeypox is fake. Yep. What more do you need to know? Don't need to watch the news for that. Just do it. Go on with your life. Create something. Love somebody. Get closer. Get to know someone. Ask them some questions. Questions are the best way to create a relationship. Ask them questions. And people love to be asked questions, right? It actually is brave to ask somebody a question and really want to know the answer, want to know about them. So good. And you have some dishes. You uh, let go to do some dishes in your Still on. Okay, good. All right. Oh, Amanda's here. So good. I was raving about you. And uh, yeah, catch the beginning. I was definitely raving about you. And uh, Amanda Ridding with Stand For Thee, if you didn't catch the link at the very beginning, I'm just like a broken record, always sharing out your website, you guys. I'm so proud of you. If I have any right to be proud of you. Proud. So, and uh, shout out to Patty Sane. Oops. Did that work? Patty Sane Lady, who helped to get Amanda and Rebecca on Shadow Davis the other night. I tried and failed, and she was successful. She hounded him, and it worked. And then I got the I got the credit, unfortunately. So, Patty, I just want to shout out to you and say that was great. I don't have a lot of time for hounding people. 
although I'm, I'm a good hounder too, but I, I just uh, haven't done that. Yep. Go. If you're in Canada, especially stanforthe.com is the, is the way to go and watch out for a new interview on the choose freedom law summit. If you haven't been on the choose freedom law summit before you can sign up by donation. If you cannot afford even the smallest donation, just shoot me a message and uh, we're not meaning to keep anybody out of that. So this will be a new interview that we have not done recently. Let me see. Choose freedom. Oh, sure. Fucks. Ugh. I don't have it. Got dropped. Anyway, choose freedom law summit. You can order it. I mean, you can uh, search it and, and it is at my website still actually. So you'll see a link there if you just hit the choose freedom law summit. And that's where Amanda Ridding, Rebecca Shepard and Jane Scarf, who I talked to yesterday, just called her, uh, are going to be coming on to do probably an epic scale interview. They, they said it's going to take a long time with the three of them. They're absolutely good. Absolutely good by me. Uh, if you are in Canada and you're brave enough to <clears throat> study Canadian court procedure, here's a link to that. And this probably won't be a clickable link for some reason. I don't know how to do that. Okay, so I'm just going to share the link without description. And uh, you're, you're most welcome to join by um, email only. King Hero Chat. Thank you, Billing Tunnel. Appreciate that. And uh, thank you, Joseph. And uh, thank you, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamia. I like that. Mamia. Mamia? Mamia. Is that your name? I don't know. We talked about names today. I'm a beacon. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's clickable. Excellent. Good to know. And a bombshell on the charter tonight. Yep. Yeah. Oh, another one. You got another uh, bombshell? Oh, wait. Stanford D has their Friday night meetings. And it's Friday. That's coming up soon. Excellent. I almost always forget until it's uh, halfway through. Now I've got it in my mind. But you can, I believe, sign up for the link at their website. And those are always priceless, absolutely priceless. So yeah, and and I will I will take a chance. No, I'm not. I'm gonna have to speak in private. Darn it. And uh, thank you, Linda. I appreciate that as well. Anything else? You can visit my website, bethmartins.com. If you'd like to do an archetype quiz, find out where you are on the path of purpose. If you haven't, you can do that quiz more than one time. By the way. And uh, it will give you different answers because you'll be at a different place in your life because it's important not just to know who you are, but to know where you are, right? It's a map. The Bible is a map. You're, you got the whole map and the instruction book to find out where are you in the wilderness? Yes, that's where we are. <laughs> so enjoy the wilderness. I think that's all for now. We'll see you again at least on Monday with Brent, Fount Brent Fountain from the Rule of Law Radio, uh, Randy Kelton's partner probably have Randy on at some point as well. And I love you guys a lot. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Much love to you.